only good vibes. A good evening. Uh, do not attempt to adjust your radio. There is nothing wrong. The Knutsons. Have taken control as to bring you this special show. Who are the Knutsons? Only good vibes. Hey, what? Only good vibes is the plan. Only good vibes, good vibes. Okay, this is called the Knutson Effect. In that microphone, Mark, I've got serious microphone envy right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's the mic I'm using for my radio shows. So, all oh, right, yeah, I like that. Yeah. You've got to go hands free, Paul, hands free all the way. I know, and I'm constantly holding this microphone up. <laughs> John spoiled himself with a new mic, and uh, I'm sat with this one, but uh, okay, it does, it does the job, Mark. It does the job, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, is it Mark or is it, is it Quentin? Uh, as you want, you, you can call me both. Okay, yeah. Quentin Mark. Quentin is my real name, so. <laughs> okay. You guys are going to have to help me out with a Scottish accent because I'm not used to it. All right? <laughs> <No one else. laughs> we, we always try and talk as slowly as we possibly can and pronounce. Great. Pronunciation. That, yeah, we, that's we, great. we don't have the budget for a translator yet, unfortunately. <laughs> it will be coming one day. One day. We're getting there slowly but surely. So, right. so where did the name come from then, Mark? Where did the Mark Lawler name come from? What was the thinking behind that? Well, I started making music um, when I was 11 years old. I'm 25 now. Right. And, and when I started make, making music, it was just like a hobby, you know? And, yeah. and, and I, I just thought that my real name wasn't quite uh, good for, for, for an artist, you know? So, so right. I, just, I just found that name that, that just came out, you know? <laughs> right. Because <laughs> yeah. right. I was saying to John, Quentin is a cool-ass name. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to be called Quentin. It's <laughs> a pretty cool name in itself. But no, we weren't sure what, it, what, what the thinking was behind it, so it was just a spur-of-the-moment type thing. Yeah, exactly. All right. <laughs> you, started, you actually started making music when you were 11 years old then, yeah? No, I, I started uh, playing records you know, in, in my bedroom back at the time. I uh, started um, buying records. Um, and, and that's it because uh, someone in my family was actually DJing also in, in his bedroom, you know, and, and, and I got interested in, in, in that. So I started yeah, yeah. playing records as well. Uh, I think it was 2006. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and in 2007, I started actually um, having like small gigs in France mm-hmm. and, and, and meeting. Um, I, I met some, some people I'm still friends with today that uh, taught me how to make music and, you know, Awesome. So yeah, I, I, I think I started making my own music in 2007 and the first record um, came out in 2008. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's inspiring to see someone so young, so into the disco sounds, that's what we like to see. Yeah, I, at first I wasn't uh, really into the, the disco sound. Um, you know, when I started making music, I was actually making like more progressive house, a kind of dead mouse uh, uh, kind of music, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, cool. and, and, and then, I don't know, um, my taste just evolved and and i i got interested in so many things including um disco music so yeah yeah that, that's a very early start so you you pretty much had your first track out when you were 13 years old around about yeah. 13 yeah exactly it's incredible that's unreal i can I that deserves a congratulations i think that one doesn't <laughs> john I, I feel really old now i, I feel know, like a- <laughs> It's all in the head. You know what I was doing when I was 13. Yeah. I was not making music when I was 13. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, John, let's not tell the stories, but we were up to 13. That could get us banned. Yeah, we'll do that off camera. Off camera, Quentin. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, what, what have you been up to in lockdown then, Quentin? Have you been uh, just chipping away at music? I take it. Have you been uh, productive? Well, 
Yeah, I, I actually, I just uh, moved to my new apartment uh, just a month before the lockdown started in France. And, right. and so um, at first, I, I think it was like everybody else, you know, I had like uh, good times, I had bad times and, you know, it just yeah, like yeah. one week it was good, like the other week was terrible. And, you know, and it was just like that um, um, all the time. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 during the first weeks, like the first three weeks, it was actually okay and i started making music again because i haven't been making like really anything since uh last september because i had a a, a tough time with with a breakup i'm still recovering from ah, right, right, right. and so it totally like got me depressed and stuff so so yeah, i wasn't yeah. able to make any music and, and and it actually um got back to me during during the lockdown so that was that was cool Awesome. Yeah, because awesome. you have to be inspired, don't you? You have to be in the right frame of mind, I think, to be enjoying uplifting music. Otherwise, you're just sitting strumming the guitar, crying your eyes out. Is a bit different. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you know. But, you know, I, I spent, like, um, the past, I don't know, six or seven years making just, like, uplifting music and dance floor music, you know. Yeah. Uh, wasn't really thinking about the, the lyrics and stuff. Um, I was uh, always um, le letting the singers, for example, do what they wanted to do, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. and when I started working during the lockdown, I thought maybe this is time for me to write a new album because the first one was uh, seven years ago. And, and so I thought it was time, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so yeah. I started. Uh, I started working on that, and and that's the big next project, actually. So, awesome. it started with with sad music, obviously, but it it got into a nice way at the end. So that that's yeah, nice. Yeah. A happy ending, like a happy ending. Don't yeah. <laughs> I would um, love loving your track Paradisco. Was that one that you yeah, made you. during the lockdown, or was that like yeah, yeah? Actually, uh, one of the one of the nice things about the lockdown was that um, I started chatting with. Uh, that guy Lefty, who's a New York-based producer, and 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 we started chatting on on WhatsApp, and uh, and we decided we we could make a record together. So I had this sample ID because the the main theme of the the record is coming from an old French sample, actually French mm -hmm. disco track, and and I sent him the ID, and he loved it, and so we worked on that together. We did another track that's on the same EP that's called uh, Party Nights, yeah, yeah, and yeah. and he's. Lefty is like a guitar and bass genius, you know, you can give him any like chords progression or, or anything and he's going to make magic with it. So, um, so we started uh, our uh, friendship on that because uh, from, from Paradisco, from, from that EP, we started really quickly working on a lot of tracks together for my album. He's going to make, I think um, I'm, I, I did something like six or seven tracks for the album already and I think he did bass and guitars for at least six of them. Oh, All right. I mean, when, when, yeah, can expect, when can we expect the album then? Is that a, you, got, you got a release date lined up for that? Well, it's not totally finished yet, but I, I, I imagine the first single will be out in September. Brilliant. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, looking forward to hearing that. Um, really enjoyed that track, Party Disco. We actually we featured it on our, our previous mix last month as well. Yeah, uh, thank on you. On track source, superb. Yeah. Good work. Yeah, thank you. Know. What was it that was inspiring you to go go to the disco sound then, Quentin, from more of the progressive stuff? What was what it about the disco stuff that you're enjoying so much? It's a great revival right now, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. But actually, um, let, let me. There, there are actually two things. Uh, first of all, I've always been like a big music fan from a very young age. And I grew up uh, with my parents playing a lot of music in, at the house or, or in the car. And, mm -hmm. and I actually grew up uh, with um, Madonna's music. 
Like yeah, my yeah. mom was a really big Madonna fan mm-hmm. for, for, uh, from, uh, from a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And so I grew up with, with Madonna's music. And, and actually the first concert I've ever saw was Madonna. And I was six years old, you know, in Paris, 2001. And, mm-hmm. and I never missed a show, uh, a, a Madonna show in, in Paris ever since. Yeah, and, yeah. and so when I, when I grew up and I started like to look into her career and everything, I got interested in, in like the... Um, um, late seventies and early eighties, New York scene, mm-hmm. uh, both in music and art. So um, I think that's where I, I I learned about disco. You know, like uh, seeing seeing her seeing her play at the Paradise Garage and you know videos from her playing at the Paradise Garage and going out at Studio Fifty Four and that kind of stuff. And yeah, it yeah. really got me into disco music. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, awesome. yeah. Okay, a bit of an addiction since then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 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 it. And and the second thing is that um, a few years ago, with with one of my best friends, we ended up going to a Glitterbox event in London. I right. think it was 2016, and 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 it was the first time I was going to Ministry of Sound in London, and and it was for the the Glitterbox event. And and when I entered the room, and and everybody was actually singing Madonna, and uh, Dimitri from Paris was uh, playing Holiday, right. and 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 it, it was like. It was it was amazing, yeah. and and that's where we decided with my best friend to um, um, create that duo called Barry and Gibbs. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I'm also half of Barry and Gibbs. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah, okay. Normal from that moment on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> can, I, can I just say, Quentin, your English is better than me and John's. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, have, you, have you lived in the UK or before? No, have you just absolutely just, not? No, I, no. That's just like I, I was really good at school uh, with English, and I've always been like really interested in in the English language right. and learning from a very young age. You know. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Always looking for um, the lyrics of the songs I, I I was hearing, and you know, um, looking for the meanings and, and and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And and when yeah. I started working um, with Nervous Records back in 2013, um, I started like speaking English on a daily basis. So yeah, yeah, never yeah. stopped. <laughs> oh, you're doing well. You're showing you're showing us up. <laughs> we try to pronounce things here. No, it's that sounds good. So you um are you still DJing as well, Quentin? Are you like leading up to the lockdown? Were you doing like quite a lot of DJing leading up to that? Are you focusing mainly on the production side of things? What can you say that? Like, say that again? Yeah, sure. Um, so are you still DJing as well? Is that is that something you were doing much of before yeah. the lockdown? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I was supposed to fly to Argentina and Brazil just uh, like two days before the lockdown uh, started in France for for a South America tour, and and of course it didn't happen. So uh, yeah, I'm start I'm starting to um, you know feel weird about that because I I, I miss that. Yeah. <laughs> you're young. Oh, when I'll come around. I'll come around again. Yeah, you're young. You are young. You have many years ahead. Don't worry. Many years of travel. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, actually, I started uh, touring. I think it was 2015. Mm-hmm. My very first international gig was in Romania, and and to this to, to that day, this is one of the countries I've I've played the most, mm-hmm. and and yeah, it's like it's like a dream came true at the time, you know. Yeah, definitely. Because I I, I wasn't actually um, uh, looking for music to be my my job, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't actually really know what to do when I when I left school, and then the the bad boys cry record came out and and it started to grow and 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 now here i am <laughs> talking to us, us celebrities <laughs> not quite not quite we ain't oh. quite at your level quentin <laughs> <laughs> 
So what would you say is like, uh, is your main thing? Do you prefer to be in the studio making the music or do you enjoy more of like playing the music and seeing the crowd reaction to it? Or is it a bit of both? Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of both because obviously if I make music, it's uh, to be played to an audience. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I really, it's, it's, it's a real pleasure when, when you actually play somewhere and people are asking you to play your own tracks. You know, like I had this gig in Colombia two years ago and, 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 and it was a lot of like young people's, uh, young, young people my age and, and they were like, like dying to see me. And that was weird. You know, that was a weird feeling, you know, it, it was almost like they were waiting for me out of a plane and, and, and it felt incredible when, when they started asking me, can you play that track or that track or that track of yours? Because, uh, you know, that was something that, uh, happened before, but not that much, you know, and it's always like a, a really, really great pleasure to, to hear that. Did, did you have like a flock of screaming girls at the, at the airport waiting for you, Quentin? Waiting for your arrival? <laughs> no, I mean, no, obviously not. <laughs> I'm sure when you get to South America, that will change. I will we'll sort that out for you, don't worry, Quentin. <laughs> I've got a bit of a question for you, Quentin. I was wanting to ask you, if you what's your go-to albums? What's some of your favorite albums? If you had to choose three albums only that have inspired you over the... Over the years, what would, what's your go-to albums that you always go back to year after year to listen? Well, the, the fun thing is that I'm not, um, I'm not listening to a lot of house music and, and new disco music out of what I do, you know? Yeah. I'm actually listening to like a lot of, lot of things. Uh, right now, I'm, I'm, I'm into some French pop music, you know, for example. Yeah, yeah. But if I had to choose like my favorite albums of, of all time, uh, obviously, there's a Madonna record uh, amongst them. Uh, the first of one being uh, Ray of Lights. Like it's my number one album. It's the album I listen to when I when I'm sad, when I'm happy, when I want to dance, when whenever I want, you know. Yeah, yeah. And and, and I I also really love um, um, Origin of Symmetry by Muse. Oh yeah, yeah. Ah, right. Yeah. Like yeah. So that's really like uh, two really different records. But I I have tattoos actually. You know, this is the Ray of Light uh, record, oh, yeah. and oh, I yeah. also have the Origin of Symmetry right here. Right. So yeah. Those are like my two favorite album, albums of all time. Okay, yeah. Is that like your biggest inspirations, you think? Maybe not inspiration, because I, I, I can't say I'm, I'm making like uh, rock and roll music, for example, but you know. <laughs> but I, I, I did go uh, into some of, uh, of, um, of some of the Ray of Light tracks for my next album, uh, like finding small sounds to take inspiration from and, you oh, know, right, right. I have stuff, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we need, we need to listen out for those. Yeah, I didn't mean to drop that, that. That's quite a hard question to drop on you, but I thought I would ask it because it's, it's interesting to see what inspires other artists. And yep. because normally it isn't the obvious at all, is it? So it usually is something completely different to what yeah. you expect. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, those go to albums that you go to year after year, basically. Yeah. 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 John, I won't spring the question on you. I'll, I'll ask you that another time. <laughs> you can have a think. <laughs> I need to think about it. Um, so for, for your music production, Quentin, obviously you, you started when you were really young. How, how did you yep. get started? Like, did you start just on the laptop with like Ableton, or how, how did you actually get that that start with making the music? Well, when, on, on one of my first gigs when I when I was younger, I I met. Um, my friend Thomas, um, and, and he was like one of the um, a D resident DJ of one of the, of the biggest clubs in Belgium, because I'm living, I'm living in Lille, north of France, and it's really close to the border of Belgium. So, um, you know, and we had like a lot of clubs back, uh, back, in, back at the time. Mm -hmm. And, and we, we met on, on one of my first gigs, and, and he offered me to 
um, teach me how to make music because he had his own studio for years. He worked on many, many um, uh, projects uh, for like 30, 30 years. So, yeah. so he's, he's, he's been in the, in the music business for a while. And so he, he taught me how to make music. And at first I started with Cubase. Mm-hmm. And I started with that guy, and and I slowly started making my own music, and then I moved to to Logic, um, mm-hmm. to make my music. Okay, uh, your Logic then, yeah, yeah. And you just you just learn it as you as you went. Then you just learn it yourself, or as you as you progressed, you just picked it up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but but we're we're still making music from time to time together. So yeah, that, 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 that's, about, that's good. Um, like synths and stuff. Do you tend to use like soft synths or hardware as a combination? Um, mostly software. Um, I, I, I do have one piece that I love in my studio. It's not there because it's, it's on repair right now, but I have a Juno 106 that I love, oh, you know, okay. it's my only piece of, of hardware gear and, and I just love it, but it's on repair right now. So yeah, uh, it's okay. supposed to be right here, actually. <laughs> we'll edit that really and I'll, photo- I'll Photoshop that in later on. Yeah, I should put a sticker right, right here on the screen. <laughs> Sounds good. What, what, what's the scene like where you are, Quentin? Is it in Leo? Is it, is it, well, obviously, there's not much going on right now, but before yeah, all this course, happened, is there, is there quite a, a thriving scene there? Well, the, night, the nice thing about Lille is that it's, it's one of the biggest cities in France, and we have a lot of like, cultural stuff happening all year long, including music. We have a, a really nice scene, really nice artists uh, over there. Yeah, and yeah. actually, it's pretty diverse. Like we, we had a lot of techno back in... Back, back a few years ago, um, we have some really nice festivals and we have um, some nice clubs as well. And this, the scene is really diverse, actually. So there, there's plenty for everybody. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. And what's um, now that kind of lockdown's starting to get eased off and things, is things starting to open up a little bit more over there? Is there opportunities to get back out there again? Is it still taking its time? Well, I think it's going to take a lot of time, actually. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be real slow, I think, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But, you know, you, we have to beat that thing first. <laughs> of course. Yeah, course. Yeah. Mad, mad times. Mad times indeed. Yeah. I still haven't seen John in about four months. I'm missing him badly, Quentin. Touch the camera. John. You can high five on the screen. So Yeah, high five me, John. High five. <laughs> That's a touching moment. I've seen you pretty much every day on here, Paul. I know that's the weird thing about it. Actually, I'm actually getting more. tired of seeing you. I know, I know I'm sick of the site. Let's just cut, cut us off and me and Quentin will finish this interview. Right? <laughs> well, I've been, it's good to do something. It's gave us time to focus on something new, I think, isn't it? Something a little bit different. Chatting to guys like you, Quentin, something a little bit different. And uh, reaching out to the, to the fans of the music, the artists, the DJs. It's been some good fun. Uh, sorry, what was the question? I, I got lost. I got no. lost. <laughs> it gave me and John a great opportunity to use this, the time to reach yeah, out that, and interview guys like yourself. And it's just brought, brought everybody a little closer together, actually. It's been really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for having me, actually. So. Well, it's been, been great having you on. So what, what's coming next then? Is it the album? The album's the big focus right you know, now? Yeah, there's one thing coming first, um, just before the album, end of August. Um, because actually... During the lockdown, I woke up um, someday with a with a text from Yuxek, uh because we've been uh, I mean not friends but we've we've known each other for for a couple of years, mm-hmm. and we actually met seven years ago in Corsica. I, I was on vacation and he, he was playing a gig on the beach, and and we we saw each other a few times after that, including two years ago at ADE, and 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 he started following me on Instagram and stuff. So yeah, and 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 I. 
he sent me a text on Instagram just during the lockdown asking me if I wanted to remix the track he did with Brickbot on his album. And I was like, of course not. You know, of course I said no. <laughs> yeah. Of course I said Screw yes. You <laughs> of course I said yes, you know. And, and so uh, I did that remix during the lockdown and, and he liked it. Really? And so it's coming out, I think, late, late August. It was supposed to come out like uh, that uh, this week or, or the next one. But we actually moved the, the release um, to late August. Mm-hmm. Bro, that's going to be a biggie. We'll look out for that one. That's we're, we're excited. Yeah, I, I went like super disco with it. The the original track is like 104 BPM, and I went like uh, 120, and it's like really disco. And 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 I think you guys will will like it. Awesome. Brilliant. Looking forward to just that be, one. Just before we finish up, Quentin, we usually give the guests a chance to just uh, promote their pages. Where where can the viewers find out more about your music? Where are you most active? Well, I'm I'm really active on. Facebook, of course, and, and Instagram, you know, always posting like shit stories on Instagram. So that, that's nice. And, <laughs> and, 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 and posting a lot of music as well on Facebook. I, I like actually to like share the music I'm working on in the studio and stuff. So yep, yeah, yep. Little teasers. Instagram and Facebook are the ones. Brilliant. No, thanks a lot for taking time out to have a chat with us. Hopefully yeah, we'll... Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, eventually once madness is over. It, it made me practice my English because I haven't spoken like English for uh, a few months now. So, so that, that's good. I think we need to practice a little bit more though. <laughs> I'm going to study tonight, John. Let's do a bit of studying. You've shown us up, Mark. You've shown us up. <laughs> well, English. thank you guys. Yeah, no, good chat to you, Mark. We'll catch up with you soon, all right? Take care. Yeah, sure. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.